Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jane Gerster is back with us, Global News Features reporter, and we spoke with Jane yesterday about domestic violence and uh, how that played into the reality of the uh, of the mass murders in Nova Scotia and how important the issue is for us all to understand and to uh, and to and to take very seriously and for it to become mainstream discussion. Jane uh, Gerster is back with us on the Corus Radio Network. So, Jane, following up on our conversation of yesterday about domestic violence and changing the societal approach to and the view of domestic violence, in your current global news story, a Nova Scotia mass shooting completely senseless, Mounties say, experts disagree, you point out, and I think this is very interesting, how a massive public campaign on issues can and has changed perception of issues completely, like smoking, for example. Would you address that for us, please? Yeah, of course. Um, I can't take credit for the comparison, though. Um, it was actually put into my mind by Farheen Khan, who's a women's rights advocate in Canada. Um, and I think she was just trying to underscore the point that we have so much research and evidence, so why isn't it translating into the public? Um, and the example she gave was smoking, which I think is quite fascinating because a lot of people don't smoke now. It's pretty much a given if you talk to someone and say, hey, you know, smoking is bad for you, that they know that, that they know it causes cancer, that they know it will shorten their life. Um, but it really wasn't that long ago that people didn't know that. And so that's, you know, that's one of the comparisons that, that Farheen Khan draws here, which is, you know, in the 1960s, so many people were smoking. About half of Canadians were smoking, and they were smoking yeah. in airplanes, and they yes. were smoking in bars and at yes. work. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I used to smoke cigars in the studio. Yeah. So, you know, people say, of course. And yet, you know, I don't think a lot of people still remember what it took to go from smoking cigars in the studio to not smoking cigars in the studio. Um, because it did take a lot. I mean, there was so much pushback from the tobacco industry when, you know, governments first started to say smoking causes cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it took time. Yeah, it really took. It took a concerted effort. It took a lot of money. It took a lot of public campaigns. It took a lot of reiterating the same facts and the same statistics over and over again. And it took having conversations about how we advertise certain things, like you know, specific types of cigarettes. You know, it took whole conversations around curtailing that before we were actually able to you know, see a notable decline in cigarette use. Yeah. And I mean, for me, one of the one of the quotes from going back to the archives that was quite interesting is progressive conservative leader Joe Clark in nineteen seventy nine saying it's quote laudable but unrealistic for us to look at actually, you know, taking Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. And you know what? In those days in those days, 
That's exactly what people would have said. Oh, come on, now we get it, we understand, but you're not going to change people's habits and patterns. And, of course, that proved to be exactly wrong, and habits and patterns have changed. And, and as you point out in the in their current piece on Global News, where you look back at the horror of a few weeks ago, it took time for the RCMP to disclose to Canadians that domestic violence had been the first act of violence by the Nova Scotia mass killer. It took days before they, before they brought that out. Yeah, and I think it is worth noting that they actually also had to walk back one of their statements on it because originally they said, you know, it was the catalyst. And then they went, oh, no. That's, that's a very right. that's a very blamey word that puts it onto the victim. It just was the start. It wasn't necessarily the spark. Where do you think we are in the process of uh, of really revealing what what domestic violence is? I mean, I shouldn't even be asking this question, but where are we in the process of revealing what it is and really significantly societally accepting that the status cannot remain quo? I think it really depends on who you ask. You know, sometimes when I have spoken with some experts, they have been very positive. They said, hey, look at the fact that we've had so many op-eds written about domestic violence in the wake of the Nova Scotia shooting. And we've had, we've had some tremendous op-eds written across the country. And then, you know, I spoke with Elise Chenier, who is, you know, a really eloquent professor out in BC. Um, and she said, no, I, I don't think we've improved. I don't think we've done anything better. Because those are still op-eds. We have not we have not started to mainstream those ideas. You know, we have the RCMP responding to a question about do they think misogyny played a role in Nova Scotia with, you know, the quote from the headline. It's completely senseless. And then you have experts like Elise Shenye saying, actually, we have so much evidence indicating it's not. We just haven't wrapped our minds around it as a society. Yeah, yeah. And, and you also point out, and I think this is, you know, this is clear. Well, sometimes you just need to have something pointed out to you, and then you realize, oh yeah, oh yeah, I get it. Domestic violence is treated as a secret. It, st- it stays so many times within the walls, within the confines of the home or wherever it's taking place. And so, because it's a secret, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's uh, there's a really good. There's a really good quote in there from Dorothy Woodend uh, from the Taiyi where she talks about, you know, she says it's the silence that's the bigger part of the problem, you know, like a vast underbelly of a rotten iceberg, unseen and unfelt until it rips you open and sends you to the bottom of the sea to drown. So it's quite, you know, quite that's a powerful. vivid image, but that's really what a lot of experts and advocates are trying to do right now is to help, you know, help connect the silent issue with what we in Nova Scotia. Yeah. You know, there are times when you look at an issue and you say, look, it just is, is so plain, plainly evident and obvious that there's no other option but to change and nothing really happens. And I'm thinking of drunk drivers who kill. Uh, they're generally, uh, well, they're treated extremely leniently by the judicial system. They get four years or so on average in, in prison. They serve maybe two or 18 months and they're out again. And and they quite and they're not referred to as murderers, but when that's exactly what they are, um, and and it really takes it. It's going to take a societal shift, and, and that's what you're talking about on about domestic violence. It's going to take a societal shift because it's generational as well. Uh, kids see it. Absolutely, and I mean, there's yeah. pushback too. For all that we start to talk more about it publicly, we have some very public and very deadly pushback. I mean, you look at. 
you know, you look at things like the incel movement and the Toronto ban attack, you know, we look at the news recently that, you know, Canada has actually charged someone with terrorism relating to being an incel, you know, for all that we have more conversations publicly about the damage of domestic violence and keeping it silent. We also have a lot of pushback when women speak up about these issues. Well, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. It's important. And uh, it all helps to to really get the message out. And I think the uh, the metaphor with the, with the smoking campaign is absolutely bang on. Jane, thank you so much. Good talking to you again. All the best. Thanks for having me. Jane Gerster from Global News Features Writer. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.